Thank you for joining us uh, this morning in the second of this mini-series on three really important words in the Bible. And if you weren't here last week, the aim of this three-parter is that we take three words in the Bible that we really don't like in our culture. Three words that are dirty and horrible or seen as dirty and horrible. And we try and do a restoration job on them, a bit like cleaning up the Sistine Chapel uh, to restore their beauty and importance to us as a church. And I would argue that today's word is the worst of the lot, the dirtiest of all the words that we're going to be dealing with this in this short series. And that word is hupotasso, hupotasso, which is translated into English in most translations as submission or to submit. And if you are anything like me, the presence of this word in scripture will make you wince and recoil a bit and sometimes want to throw the Bible out of the door and relegate it to something that was just of its day from another culture, from another background with no real insight into how we now live our enlightened modern lives. The truth is, for me, anyone telling me that I am supposed to submit to anything or anyone gets my back up and makes my heckles come out. And I think that is for a range of reasons that are not all bad. Firstly, in my mind, the word submission is first and foremost something that is done to you. It's not chosen by you. Submission is something that someone is forced into in a fight, like a wrestler tapping out where a stronger party forces you to submit. Submission is where a stronger party has forced or imposed its will on you to the point you have to become obedient and submission. Submission then is about weakness and loss to me. Winners demand, losers submit. Secondly, linked to this, in my mind, submission is about control and has been a tool for suppression and oppression and abuse in a number of contexts in history. As a word, submit makes me think of controlling governments like Nazi Germany or Stalin's Russia who forcefully made their citizens conform to their ideals and values. Or in a much smaller sense, but very damaging still for many, it makes me think of an insecure boss in the workplace or a church leader that doesn't let anyone question him or her or a very controlling mother or father or wife or husband that imposes themselves either through uh, aggression or manipulation in their family and prevents freedom. Submission is about the powerful lording it over and maintaining their position over one another. It's a doorway to abuse in history. The thought of me submitting then causes me massive concerns that I will be controlled or have to suppress who I really am, to deny what I really want in life because someone has taken this from me. Cause me to be whipped into some sort of mindless sheep. So I object to the word as well because it is a controlling word that opens up to abuse. 
And thirdly, I object because as a Westerner, the idea of submission flies in the face of all the cultural messages that I have been soaked in and drenched in my whole life. In our culture, the individual wears the crown and holds the judgment and gavel over everything and everyone else. In our culture, you submit to no one and have the final say on what is right or what is wrong, according to your morality, experience and judgment. And anyone we look to who holds a wider responsibility in society, we either see as um, to be equal to or um, subject to our judgment, and we seek to tear down often. And in our culture, the messages we are constantly drinking in is just be true to yourself, just be yourself. Never do we hear the idea pronounced, submit yourself. It's not in our cultural language, unless you count the language of just give in to sin that we see in things like Magnum adverts. You know you want to. We just don't hear this kind of message. We just don't do submission. We consider ourselves as independent and that that is always the better way to be. We don't note that the idea of self is shaped by ideas and influence that we submit ourselves to all the time. That is always something in society seeking to conform you to its likeness. And because of these three things, the, the word submission, it's linked to power and oppression and jarring with my culture, means that I honestly say to you that the notion of submission to another is one I put often in the immoral, unwanted, to be explained away, railed against box of life. It's a truly dirty and detestable word in my mind, often. Yet... Yet, and this is a major frustration uh, as a Bible-believing Christian from a liberal individualistic background. The word submission is a truly prominent word in Scripture, in the Bible. It can't be overlooked. It can't be ignored if I am going to be a faithful follower of Christ in my day. In fact, if you look through the Bible, it advocates a, a huge amount of hupotasso in our lives. What we see is that all things are subject to the risen Christ's authority. Multiple times we're told to submit to Christ and his risen authority. Ephesians 1.22, Philippians 3.21, Hebrews 2.8, 1 Peter 3.22, all point to us submitting to his authority now. We are exhorted to submit ourselves in opposition to the world's view to submit ourselves to God in James 4, 7. We are encouraged to submit ourselves to state authorities and those in rule over us multiple times in the Bible. Romans 13, Titus 3, 1, 1 Peter 2, 13 all tell us to submit to state authority. Wives are invited repeatedly to submit to their husbands. Ephesians 5.24, Colossians 3.18, 1 Peter 3 verse 1. We are 
taught as well that there are benefits of submitting to those who are pastors of our souls in God and his church, those who take care of our souls. 1 Corinthians 16, 15 to 16 says, submit to those who are devoted to the service of the Lord's people. Hebrews 13, 17 takes a slightly different word, but related from what we're looking at, hupoekio, yield, and says, submit to church leaders as those who look out for your soul's well-being. Slaves and workers are to submit to masters and bosses. Titus 2, 9, verse 1. Again, not just when they are, are being, uh, in this context, not just when they're being responsible leaders, but we're told actually in other contexts as well with Peter 2, 18. And we're told submission of, of young to old is actually beneficial as well. 1 Peter 5, verse 5. I think you'll agree there's a lot of submission there, isn't it? There's a lot of hupotasso there in a lot of places. There's too much in there to write off this word. Unashamedly, the Bible sees hupotasso as being a good thing. The question we are left with then is why does it see it as a good thing in light of everything I've just highlighted about this word? Is it teaching something different about submission that we need to get hold of in our minds and hearts? Or is it just some outdated way of endorsing uh, oppression by the strong and the powerful over the weaker party and stifling free, free thought and individuality? It's really important questions. And I'm gonna try and answer some of this with the remaining time I have this morning. Let, let's start then with trying to understand what the Greek word hupotasso means. Just simply, in its simplest form, hupo means under and tasso means place or position. In its very simplest form, hupotasso is about adopting a lowly, under, supportive position before certain people in your life. Almost like a pillar position, one that upholds and supports them. Hupotasso is the opposite of approaching situations and people in life arrogantly and combatively and demanding everyone else listen to you as the top dog. It's taking a humble seat at the table, looking to be a pillar and support with certain others, recognising that there are those in life that need support and seeking to help them. In its simplest form, Hupotasso tells us to under position. Not side position, not over position, but take a humble position. But there's a bit more to it than this. As a number of commentators have helpfully noted, the idea of hupotasso or under positioning is actually found most commonly in a military setting. It's a military term that talks about positioning yourself in a wider structure of responsibility. So like a soldier must arrange himself under uh, his sergeant. A sergeant arranges himself, positions himself in order under the master sergeant. So master sergeant arranges himself under the lieutenant and the lieutenant to the captain and the captain to the major and the major to the general in a military structure. And if you're in America, the, to the commander in chief, ultimately. Hupotasso, in this sense, is a recognition that in the wider structural or organisation, although there are specific responsibilities given to all, missions and purposes, these all fit in to a broader picture that ultimately ends with the general who has the full picture. 
It's about humbly situating what you are doing in that broader vista and structure, not just doing your own job apart from that structure. And this is a really important idea to pause on for a second. I want you to just imagine with me a, a military campaign where a general said, I want us to attack the enemy in a coordinated response because they are powerful and it's the only way we're going to overcome them. But then the head of his army said to him, yes, it's my job to attack by land, but my diary is a bit full, so I'm going to go next week if that's okay by you. The head of their air force said, great plan, boss. I'm going now. Come on, lads, chocks away. Because that's the way the air force speak to each other, I believe. And the head of the Navy said, I just have to finish this other humanitarian exercise. Now, we'll be with you in a couple of months, boss. We'll get to it. The effectiveness of everything would, would fall apart because each individual's part, each individual's mission didn't see the importance of, uh, of those who were given a broader vista or area of responsibility within that context. They need to align their submission, their underpurposes, with the bigger mission and those given responsibility for it, for it to work. Otherwise, you see they're pulling in different directions. If they don't recognise the responsibility that had been given to the general. When you look at it through this lens, Hupotasso, this underpositioning, is a health challenge to everyone prioritizing their own thing and pulling in separate directions as it points out the reality that in in many situations being independent is far weaker than working together for a unified joint ends and it is it's, when we see its use in the bible it acknowledges the truth that just like in the world in our workplaces in our schools in our football teams in the military the kingdom of god the kingdom that God is building on earth, there are different roles of responsibility given to different people, different spheres of influence and authority and accountability to him, different things that he will hold people accountable for, that we need to recognise, that we need to allow to influence, and we need at times to underposition, to support and work with in a unified and effective way to fulfil the mission Christ has set us. So hupotasso, the word, points to a humble underpositioning where we choose to be supportive, where we take a posture of support. And what we see in the use of this word, in those verses that I highlighted earlier, are the places where in God's kingdom, the kingdom he is building on earth, individuals should place their missions, their life in the context and influence of something bigger to make it work, to not pull it in different directions. And the picture we get from these verses is something like this, that first and foremost, God has given Jesus the responsibility and authority over everything. He is the commander, chief, head, general. He is the ruler and commander of the global commission, has responsibility under God for everything. And all should position themselves under him and his teaching, all should submit to that in the world. All our life missions should be situated in his wider mission and under his shaping and conforming influence, his power first and foremost. But then sitting under this total place of responsibility, 
We see that Jesus has doled out, he's delegated some responsibilities within human structures as well, where it's healthy and helpful to underposition, to adopt a position of un- humble support as well. And what we see is this, that state leaders are given the responsibility for different administrations in the world, and we're to under support, not, not work antagonistically against those people. We see that those who have given themselves and given their lives to the service of his church, apostles and pastors, and those who care deeply for his people, uh, who are given the responsibility for the well-being of different aspects of his global gospel mission, we're to underposition and support them. In a Bible, gospel-defined marriages, we see that husbands have been given specific responsibility for the well-being of their wives and families. And more importantly, that they will be held accountable before him for the well-being of their families. And he says, don't have missions as husbands and wives that are pulling in opposite directions. Wives, instead, put your missions in the context of supporting this responsibility. Masters or probably today's best Western equivalent, employers, uh, for their employers and well-beings of slaves. Don't be a pain in the backside as an employee, it's saying, but be one who recognises the responsibility and pressures on your bosses and be a pillar of support to them. And it says here that the older generation are, are given responsibility to shepherd and lead the young as well. So humbly underposition youth, Don't think you know everything, but come to them with a position of willingness to learn from their experience. In all these situations, wherever these situations are applied to us, we are asked to humbly underposition, be pillars in the wider thing that's going on, not pull in different directions. That's hupotasso in the Bible, and it helps Jesus' mission get done in a unified way. So, With that in mind, you might say, yeah, Matt, that doesn't sound so bad on the whole. I can see where that counterbalances some of the negative views of it, the downsides of growing up in an individualistic culture. Uh, But how do I know if I submit in this way that I won't face some sort of abuses like you discussed? I think the reality is whether we submit or not, there is no 100% guarantee that we will not encounter some coercive uh, leadership in our lives, whether, you know, whatever our position on this. But I think there are some very clear indicators in the Bible that the Bible is never endorsing this type of evil, damaging, imposed submission that I talked about at the beginning. And that it should have no place in Jesus's kingdom structures. Let me just run through a couple of these indicators with you now. Firstly, in the Bible, uh, authority, submission, is always given by the one submitting. It's never demanded. Whenever we see it in the Bible, it's always talked about or encouraged as a choice of the one submitting. It's never a top-down demand. There's never a statement in Scripture that says, older guys force the younger to listen. Husbands, take your wives wives to Ephesians 5 and command them to do your bidding. Leaders compel your congregations to obey. Governments use your might to quash dissent. They're just never there. There's no statement like that at all. Instead, you get this tone, like Hebrews 13, 17, have confidence in your leaders. Have confidence in them. And under position, submit to their authority because they keep watch over you as those who must give an account to God. Do this so that their work will be a joy, not a burden, for that would be of no benefit to you. 
So let's be mindful of the role and responsibility that they have been given and will be held account for. Choose for the benefit of all to underposition, to put your missions inside there. Submission has, uh, is never demanded. It's always about recognition and decision-making of the one who submits. So where I submit to people, I recognise the responsibility and authority given to them. And I say, Lord, how do you want me to fit into their mission, what they're doing, what you've given them as well? Secondly, the Bible always proclaims the equality of those submitting. I think we see this in places like 1 Peter 3, where it says to husbands, hey, look after your wives with understanding because they are fellow heirs in the gospel. All of the riches of what the gospel does in our life applies to them as well as you. And we see it in books like Philemon with uh, Onesimus, uh, who sent back to his master, not as a, a bond servant anymore, but as a beloved brother. There is an equality in the kingdom, despite whether you're under positioning humbly or you're the one who holds the responsibility and the accountability. There's equality in this submission. It's not about one lording it at the other, one having more power, one being more special than others. Thirdly, those who, to whom we submit are always required to humbly serve those they are, who are submitting to them in the kingdom. You know, Jesus sets the perfect example of the type of leadership that we should be following, that we should be submissioning to. He's the one who came down from the high place, became a servant of all, washed the feet of everyone who followed him, then completely laid down his life on their behalf. And a great example of how this outworks is in Ephesians 5, 22 to 27, when it's talking about wives and husbands. Wives, submit yourselves to your own husbands as you do the Lord. For the husband is the head of the wife, as Christ is the head of the church, his body, of which he is the saviour. Now as the church submits to Christ, so also should wives submit to their husbands in everything. Husbands, love your wives, just as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her to make her holy, cleansing her by the washing with water through the word and to present her to himself as a radiant church without stain or wrinkle or any other blemish, but holy and blameless. In the same way, husbands ought to love their wives as their own bodies. He who loves his wife loves himself. Do you hear it? Lay your life down for your wife. Here, as in every type of Christian leadership, there, there is a, a heavenly limbo competition at play where wives are asked to recognise the responsibility God puts on their husbands in this context of a home, be a pillar of support to them. But far from lording it over their wives or demanding submission, husbands are to give up their lives to the service and beautification and fulfilment of their lives like Christ does for the church. So as one is trying to hold up and support the other, the other is trying to serve completely. In God's kingdom, submission should be to those who serve. Fourthly, kingdom submission is not about obedient weakness, it's about powerful acts of faith. I've got a couple of things to say about this. Firstly, submission, underpositioning, and obedience are, are very different things. They're different actually words in the Bible. There might be some obedience in submission, but they are separate concepts. I want you to, uh, to direct you to Chris Butland's excellent preach last week if you want to find out a bit more about obedience. Uh, 
But often the reality of under-positioning in life is, particularly to other people, is that you need to, to support them well. You need to advise and challenge and guide and lead sometimes, as well as follow and obey when it is good. And if someone is serving you, this will not be hard to do. Good marriages, good elderships, good churches, good leaders, good states will always have room for these kind of dynamics. In fact, obedience is a much stronger link to Christ than anything else here. Secondly, when we do choose to underposition and support, even where we see the faults with an individual, so we see that they're not 100% right, biblically, this chosen act of submission is not seen as weakness or making us into some mindless, obedient sheep, but a powerful act of faith and trust in God, the general. I think we see this throughout scriptures at different times. For example, in 1 Peter 3, 1 to 3, it says, Likewise, be subject to your own husbands, so that even if some do not obey the word, they may be one without a word by the conduct of their wives. Peter is talking about a power here as we remain faithful and supportive under positioning. He's saying that if you do this, even hard hearts can be won for the gospel. Equally, in the life of Daniel, we see a man who lived and served an ungodly government his whole life and brings about the great favour for God's name as he did this and lived in this way. So fourthly there, the kingdom of God's submission is, is not obedient weakness, but a form of displaying faith. And faith creates a space for God to move powerfully and be known in those situations. Finally, and very quickly, but really importantly, you know, kingdom submission is always limited by the boundaries Jesus sets. He's the final say on what we submit to and what we don't. I think this is shown in Daniel's example again, actually. In his story, he completely supports the ungodly government around him with a deep servant heart. But whenever the government and Nebuchadnezzar crossed that line that God had said an absolute no to, Daniel would not submit to this. He wouldn't bow the knee to this because first and foremost, he obeyed the word of God. God draws the boundary lines of our life. Not those he gives responsibilities to. We should underposition. We should serve. We should humbly support, uh, lovingly place our missions in the wider missions of others, but not where this falls into disobedience to the Lord or the lines of our conscience before him in the word. Jesus sets the boundaries of our submission in the kingdom. So, is submission a dirty word? I think the Bible clearly says, no, it's not. It needs redeeming from an uncomfortable past and a number of misuses where people have imposed it. But biblically, hupotasso and choosing to humbly under position where we recognise God has given responsibility to others is deeply important. It rightly recognises Jesus' authority in our lives. It's important in forming effective mission and pressing forward together in the gospel and building God's kingdom where we pull together, not apart. In seeing, it's really important in seeing others fulfill that which God has given them responsibility for in the kingdom. In creating cultures of mutual self-sacrificial service where leaders lay down their lives and individuals serve and support in return for, for those who pay a great price on their behalf. And in creating, it's important in creating faith space for God to move and be shown to be faithful in every sphere of life. This is a very different picture, I think you'll agree, from oppression. 
But let me finish with this. Submission does stand in complete contrast to our current culture in the West, and importantly so. What we have at the moment is individualism to the point where everyone is trying to just build their own small kingdoms. And everyone is pulling increasingly in different directions to the point that forming something, whether this be a political party, a business, a church, a good marriage or a family unit, has become really hard. It's becoming increasingly difficult to do so. Many of these things are actually being pulled apart at the seams if you look at our society currently. The idea of being our lives as submissions tells Christians to put a halt on this. Not to be conformed to the likeness of the world in this way, but instead be conformed to the likeness of Christ and by the Bible on this subject and learn to submit ourselves to God and his kingdom structures afresh. Now, many of you may have found this quite a technical talk this morning with badly pronounced Greek uh, and context of passages and all that. But I want to say this is a prophetic full stop to this talk, not a technical one. Let us stop this rot where God calls us to and pull together as he wishes. Let us learn to underposition in faith again. God bless you.